0: I'm sure you've heard the old saying, there's two sides to every story. Well, there's also two sides to every strength. Today, I'm weaving you a cautionary tale of my daughter's favorite sticker book and the limits of our personal strengths. It doesn't make sense now, but I promise you it will. Let's dig in. I'm Kate Woolsey, your Holistic Life Coach and host of the Joy Finding Podcast, where we explore simple, sustainable ways to find more joy and fulfillment in your day-to-day. Today, we're exploring baggage and boundaries, how to rethink your strengths and make sure they're not inadvertently holding you back from what matters most. Let's dig in. If you haven't heard about her, my daughter Gloria is five. She's bright, independent, funny, and headstrong. She knows what she wants, always has. Like, since she was one, she's wanted to do it all herself. Choose her clothes, use the utensils. She's always been supremely independent, and God bless her dad and I, we do our best to support it. And of course, as it is with all five-year-olds, fierce independence can also pose quite a challenge. She has a vivid imagination, and sometimes it's as if her whole own world is happening right along reality sometimes. She's dreamy and easily distracted, just like me. It takes a lot to keep her on task sometimes when it's not something she's interested in, and she needs a lot of reminders to put her shoes on in the morning, just like I did as a kid. But then there's other things that never require a prompt or a reminder or even a hint. And one of those recent things is her sticker book. She is borderline obsessed with sticker books. She loves to immerse herself in the world of fantasy, dress up, ballerinas, unicorns, and arrange the stickers to her heart's content. When she gets a new sticker book, she dives into it, completely immersed in the book, deep in her creative mode, happy as a clam, sticker, sticker, sticker. And she loves it so much, She takes it with her everywhere, everywhere. In the morning when she's eating breakfast and getting ready for school, her sticker book is on standby, right beside her oatmeal on the table. And after school, she rushes into the house and jumps into her sticker book, gleefully toying with the scenes and the stickers. And at night, no joke, she tries to sneak it into her bed so she can keep working on it after we've tucked her in and said goodnight. And look, I don't blame her. She loves her sticker book. It's fun. It's interesting. She wants to do them and she doesn't want to miss an opportunity to do them. And it's not that the sticker book itself is a problem. It's fantastic. She enjoys it. It stimulates her creativity and imagination. She can execute her control and bring a vision to life. The sticker book is great and I love that she enjoys them. And when there's a mismatch between our priorities and that sticker book, it becomes problematic. As her mom, part of my role is to encourage her to do things she likes without sacrificing the things a healthy kid her age needs. You know, like eat, sleep, go to school. My job is to make sure she eats her healthy breakfast and is ready before she starts working on her sticker book in the morning. My responsibility is to try and keep her from sneaking it into school or to bed where it could be a distraction. My task is to help her get a good night's rest so she can get right back after that sticker book again in the morning and keep her body growing at the same time. As her mom, that's my job, right? To see beyond the one dimension of her sticker book and care for her in a holistic manner, helping her to prioritize and live a well-rounded life. But between you and me, I gotta tell you, I'm a little impressed. I mean, her commitment and her cleverness, the way she brings it absolutely everywhere she goes with no regard for anyone or anything. The way she finds opportunities I would never even see, like bringing it to breakfast, Or bed. She's like a tiny sticker mastermind. And then suddenly it hit me. She's just like my clients. And me too. And I'm willing to bet just like you too. It turns out we all have things like Gloria's sticker book that we carry with us. And they come along with us into every room we go. We pick them up with the best of intentions just like her book. They fill us with satisfaction or provide a creative outlet or just make us feel good. And so we dedicate our time and energy to them. And most of the time, it's a home run. It works for us. It works for those around us. It's a win-win. But once in a while, we find ourselves focused on these internal sticker books, so to speak, in the wrong room or in the wrong scenario. And then it becomes a distraction. When you're bringing these things with you and they don't belong, you feel the mismatch. In our lives, it looks less like a brecky book combo and more like distraction, disconnection, or irritability. You might find you're so immersed in work that you're no longer connecting to your friends that much. Or perhaps you're so excited by work, other areas start to feel a little boring. Or maybe you're feeling exhausted because you're really not allowing yourself to get the proper sleep or food or stress relief you need. So what can we do with this? How do we figure out what our own metaphorical sticker books are and how do we keep them from distracting us? Well, first, I encourage you to consider what you're carrying. What is it that you're taking absolutely everywhere with you these days? From my work as a coach, I can tell you, it's likely either an event or a tendency. If it's an event, you might notice something that is preoccupying your mind and despite your good intentions, coming with you everywhere. It may be a work opportunity, an upcoming presentation, or even a conversation you're dreading. Or what I often see is it could be a tendency. Again, wonderful things, excellent intentions, tags along everywhere. Does this sound like you? Here, there are three common sticker books I notice my clients carrying very often. Take a listen and see if one resonates with you. The first is excellence. I'm talking first class, top of the line, you'll never catch a typo, grade A, excellent behavior great execution in everything they do, whether it's a presentation or a text message. They are using punctuation, they are considering all of the angles, and above all, they are coming out on top. These folks are the cream of the crop and they are used to excellence. They provide it and they expect it. They have sky-high standards and the receipts to match. Excellence is part of their DNA. The next one I see with clients a lot is generosity. These folks have huge hearts. I'm talking sweet as pie, salt of the earth, always there for you in a pinch, kindness. They care deeply and genuinely for everyone, from their family to the delivery guy. They anticipate your needs and always know exactly what you need, whether it's a thoughtful gift, a soft hug, or a great piece of advice. These folks are dependable and nurturing. They make every room warmer just by being in it. They're always there when you need them, often without even having to ask. Kindness is their nature. And third is achievement. Similar but distinctly different from excellence, this is more about getting things done. This is your checklister, the one who is super organized and task-oriented. They always know what's going on and are on an upward trajectory at all times. They tend to hold leadership roles with career centric success stories worthy of a future in the New York Times. In fact, it's likely already been covered. Responsibility is their middle name and they never miss a deadline. All they do is win, win, win no matter what, and you'll always see them finish first. They can't even help it. They just breathe success. Do any of these sound like you? Whatever it is, It's the thing that you're carrying with you everywhere. And once you know what you're carrying with you everywhere, then you can move on to the next question and see if there are any mismatches. Where are you bringing this into the room and it doesn't quite fit? Where does this not serve you the way that you'd like it to? Are there any scenarios or situations where it seems to be a distraction? Slowing you down or keeping you from what matters most. And then consider if there are any moments where it would behoove you to just set it down for a moment. To shift things a bit. To rearrange or shuffle things differently. To set this beloved worn sticker book aside and focus on what really matters for a select situation or period of time. What would that look like? And if you set this aside just for a moment at the right time, what else could you enjoy? Imagine for a moment the possibilities that come with setting down your own sticker book. And finally, decide for yourself how this all fits together. Consider how you'll use this awareness in the week ahead. What reminder will you have to consider your inner sticker book and decide whether or not it belongs at the table? Mentally visualize what it looks like and give it a try. Hopefully, it opens up a little space and perspective for you to enjoy a different view. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm your host, Kate Wolsey. Join me next week for another episode of the Joy Finding Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, or leave a review, or share it with a friend. And if you'd like to learn more about how to work with me one on one, send me an email at kate at katewolseywellness.com. This podcast was produced by Uncharted Collective. I'm your host, Kate Wolsey. This is the Joy Finding Podcast. Thank you for listening. See you next time.